Did Don Draper really buy the world a Coke? Did Tony Soprano really die or just order more onion rings? The finales of our favorite shows can make us argue, make us cry, and make us crazy. From Spotify and The Ringer, I'm Andy Greenwald, and this is Stick the Landing, a new podcast where we'll be telling the story of modern TV backwards, one fade out at a time. Find Stick the Landing on Wednesdays on the Prestige TV feed, on Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Or at least I don't do crystal meth in the bathroom all night long. He will never emotionally fulfill you. Because I don't want to be a part of it. Go to sleep! Go to sleep! Close your legs to married men, trash box. I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well, bitch. Who gonna check me, boo? Welcome to Morally Corrupt here on the Ring of Reality feed. This is our Tuesday edition. I am joined by Zach Peter, and I am Chelsea Sirk Jones, joined by Zach Peter. Zach, how are we? Amazing. Amazing. I'm still getting used to this black hair. I know. You Producer got the black Devin was tea, saying the same thing. The black thing. hair. It's oh, like a new It's a person. whole new me. I know. Yeah. It's Did crazy. You knew me. Oh, no. You never knew me when I had dark hair. No. I've I'd already gone blonde before. Bleach blonde Zach. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. It's a whole I new I love vibe. it. It's just like, oh, different. New man. Yes. Mm. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk Miami and Southern Charm. We had the first part of the Southern Charm reunion this week, which was actually pretty solid, I'd have to say. Like there were some good, good moments coming out of that. Yeah, better than I had expected, um, yeah. especially after that lackluster finale. But I feel like we had a, a good, solid start. We had a great, solid start, but we also had a pretty, pretty good, delusional Housewives of Miami episode as well. So I think we'll jump in with Miami. When don't we? <laughs> and then we will get into Southern Charm. So Real Housewives of Miami, these ladies, gosh, like I really, Alexia, I really, I, I love her. I like her a lot. But sometimes, Zach, I'm just like, is this like how? Her and Marisol, just like, how could they be so not smart? Like, I get Like, how? I just want to... I don't understand their vendetta against Nicole. Like, I think what it is, is Nicole has become a fan favorite, and she's younger, and she's very pretty, and I think it's in some way threatening to them because she is kind of winning over the viewers. And I just... I think that they're a little intimidated by her. But they're not doing themselves themselves any favors with with this beef that they have with her. So um, in this episode, we have uh, Gertie. She just got through a surgery and um, 
Julia and Nicole come visit her, give her some, bring her some lunch and some good vibes. And um, it's really sweet. And it is like wild. Like, Dr. N- like Nicole's a doctor. So her perspective of this is it's kind of like she knows, you know, it's like almost like a friend that knows too much, but like she doesn't want to like give her medical analysis on a situation because it's like inappropriate. But like also, I don't know, like I would feel like comfort, but also a little unease of like sharing stuff with her because I'm like, well, she might think this is bad or, uh, you know? Yes. I know. I these women never cease to amaze me, though, Chels. Yes. So as as Nicole and Julia are, you know, comforting Gertie, um, Gertie gets a text message, a group text from Marisol inviting all of the women to her home for this, like, shopping bazaar thing. And by all of the women, I do mean all of them, except for Dr. Nicole. So Gertie's like, oh, who's invited? Like, and I, I wonder, like, th- were the producers, like, check check the invite list like check who this was sent to probably because, like, yeah like i wouldn't have necessarily gone like i would have assumed like oh yeah everyone's invited but no gertie looks and sees that nicole was missing from this thread and honestly like i i just i can't with marisol i don't i i i really don't like her i i i really don't She's becoming more and more. Well, did we like her in the first three seasons? I feel I like kinda, she wasn't very likable then either. Like the only thing that made her likable was Mama Elsa. Maybe that's what it was because she has. She's always been the housewife to like run away from conflict, to not face things head on, to stir be the pot. this cat, stir the pot. But like, oh no, it's not me. Be the catty one that will invite everyone except for one person and not address it. Like. She, I just, I don't, I can't get on board with it. And I, I'm ta- like, you know, I think they're, it's a strong cast altogether. I wouldn't even say that she should go, but out of everyone, I, mm, I don't know. She's my least favorite. Adriana is also up there for me because I feel like she's I, like, they're all, they're all cuckoo for Cocoa Pop. <laughs> Adriana at this point, like, I'm just tired of the antics with her. You know, it's kind of the same thing. And she always kind of like puts like, I, she was a good villain for a while. But like now it's just it's the same. She's a one trick. Yeah. Yeah. Same shtick. So. So, yeah. So Nicole gets really emotional about this. And it's just like, look, like. You guys could try to tell them all you want that like I wasn't behind bringing Anna to my, to this brunch like this was not my like scheme but I don't want friends like this. I don't want friends that are going to think the worst of me and like not give me the benefit of the doubt and I felt for her in that moment it was really shitty and she just also just doesn't seem like the type of person that will scheme like <laughs> No, it was just so dumb to like, uh, like put their anger towards Nicole and make it seem like she had more fault in this than she actually did. And then you see her crying and you're like, she's like, so not that type of person. No, she's not. And like, even when they keep flashing back to the moment on, um, from the reunion of Nicole, like Nicole saying like, Oh, Anna and Leah, I think she said messaged me or whatever. Like, I honestly think these women, I don't think they were trying to give her dirt. Like, I think they were trying to be like, Oh, like trying to befriend her in a way of like, maybe we could come back on the show. I don't think Anna was like 
sending Nicole messages of like, I know this about Alexia's husband. I don't oh, think, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it was that malicious. Like, I think it was like, hey, girl, like, let's get lunch and stuff because she's trying to ease her way into the group, you Back know? Back into the group. Yeah, that makes sense. Um... I mean, ultimately, she did. Adriana brought her back. Adriana and... did. She, Yeah, Anna just needed to go to her because Adriana is the weakest link. Um, So nothing too crazy else went on in the episode. Alexia's doing apartment hunting with Frankie. Um, and he he needs a big room. He can't he can't be in a small room. He needs a big room. I did, you know, appreciate her context of like how difficult it is right now or how it could like re- like Frankie could regress um from moving and just like not being you know just being thrown off by a new routine um so you know it's, it seems fun to go like apartment hunting or house hunting condo hunting whatever but like there's a lot more that goes into it for her and like the stakes are a little bit higher so i thought that was like interesting perspective um Lisa's son opens up a bank account. He's cute. I mean, that was cute. It was a bit of a filler scene. But yeah, it was I could have done without it. Um, but it was or maybe like a little, a little shorter. You know, like sometimes they have like those transition scenes where it's like, yeah, 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 ten seconds, and then we move on. Like I felt like we invested a little too long into that, but like it was cute. Yeah, it was nice to see him in his little suit and his little glasses. He's a cute little kid. Um, but we get to Marisol's party. And um, Larsa doesn't come because she's sick. And then uh, everyone shows up. All the girls... The party looks great. It looks, like, really cute. It's in um, Marisol's backyard. Um, She, you know, shouts out her padding group days, which also... I mean, I know she's not full-time, but I'm curious what happened to the padding group. Did she just stop doing PR? Is she... Also, what does she get? Does she not work? I don't get it. I'm assuming she's just like a, a trophy wife now. That's the impression that I get. Um, I don't think she she doesn't have her PR firm anymore. I don't think she does. I mean, we don't hear of anything that she does other than throw these extravagant parties. So she has money. Maybe she just took Mama Elsa's money and is living off of that. And now she has her rich gringo husband. What does he do? Something shady. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so this party looks really cute. Um, that's why a, she won't be full time is because she's hiding something. Yeah, because she's not being... Yeah, I mean, because... And that's why she's running from Anna because Anna probably knows something. Yeah, because Marisol has enough to be a full-time housewife. Like, I feel like she has enough going on in her life. Like, we saw her stepsons earlier in the episode too and the husband and I. we know so much about her background and stuff. Like, I And we curious. see her so much on the show. Yeah. And she doesn't seem to be salty about not being full-time. I remember when I interviewed her for this show and she said, like, you know, I was like, do you miss holding a mojito and she's like no i feel like i don't need to hold a mojito because i have enough of the camera time as it is yep so she gets all the camera time and she doesn't have to reveal a lot about her life yeah yeah she she's getting best of both worlds honestly she's playing it right she clearly (laughs) doesn't need the money yeah yeah she's playing it right i mean i could hate on her all i want but she is doing it right (laughs) um so the women show up. Kiki's there. Julia's there. Um, and they're having a good time. Julia and Kiki, you know, say they're both walking in a swim week show. So we're going to get that um, in the upcoming episode of them, you know, doing swim week, which is really cute and cool and fun. Um, 
And Julia, though, when she arrives, it was like, she says she's nervous about, you know, confronting uh, Alexia and Marisol and like clearing Dr. Nicole's name. But when Julia arrives, she, it's almost as if she got hit by a truck or something or saw a ghost. She was so weird. (laughs) She was so weird. And like Kiki was like, it's us, Julia. It's us. (laughs) I wonder, I mean, I feel like she kind of just got taken back by like the extravagance of the party. But I don't know, something about it was strange the way she entered. I feel like she was legit nervous to be like, I have to stand up for Nicole but I can't throw Adriana under the bus. Marisol and Alexi are scary. I I really truly think she was, she was scared. (laughs) Terrified. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Even Alexi's like, what is wrong with you? Can we hug? Like, can we say hi? (laughs) Um, And so they do a good job. Like it's a cute, it's a cute party. They're having fun. They could shop for everything. Everything's free. Um, And then they sit down for lunch and Lisa shows up late as well. She shows up two hours late and she shows up angry with like a mission of vendetta ready to go after Alexia. Um, And throughout it too, Gertie's there throughout the entire event. Like everyone's like, oh, how are you? Like post-surgery, is everything okay? You could tell she's trying to put on like a strong face. She doesn't seem herself um, from the get-go. She's just like there showing up and whatnot. And all the women appreciate it. Like, Amarisol's like, you know, I have so much respect for her. They appreciate her showing up into these things and see her strength in, in that and recognize it. So I, th- I thought that was nice. But we start to get into it at the table with with Julia and Alexia and Marisol. And they are very adamant. And Marisol said something too, where I was like, are you, like, you have to be fucking kidding me. When she, in her confessional, she goes, you know, I don't think it was Adriana that was up to this. Like, she said she didn't invite her, so I believed her. When have you ever believed Adriana? When, ha- when have yeah, you when ever have believed you Adriana? When have you ever given her the benefit of the doubt? Like, yes. ever. Yes. Like, they it, always, like, believe that uh, that she's doing the worst because she usually is. Yes. And so for her to be like, yeah, like, she said she didn't, so she didn't. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, when did we get to you trusting Adriana? Because I missed a couple episodes, apparently. See, I'm telling you, there's more to them not liking Nicole than it just being that they believe that she was trying to set them up. Because I think, like, at their core, they know that that's not who Nicole is, that there's more. I think they're just intimidated by her. Yeah, it's so strange. So Julia's like, look, like, Nicole did not know anything about Anna. She did not do that. Um, and they just and won't even really let Julia speak. They're just automatically like yelling, 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 yelling. And Julia turns to Adriana and is like, can you like, please say like say something? And Adriana starts saying like, stop it, stop it in Spanish, like stop, stop. And eventually Adriana goes, I invited Anna with Nicole's blessing is what she said, with Nicole's blessing. And they were like, yeah, still hate Nicole. Nicole's evil. She calculated all of this. Blah, 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 blah. And it was like, wait a minute, what? 
I know. And then I loved I loved Adriana's confessional where she's just like, listen, I owned up to it and I copped up to it that it was me, but they're still mad at Nicole. So she's like, let them be mad at Nicole. I know. She loved it. She loved it. And I I was like annoyed with her too, though, because she's like, I took full accountability. I'm like, no, you didn't. She did not. You said, I invited Anna with Nicole's blessing. Like you still threw Nicole under the bus. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, it was just like, I, I I can't I can't with them. It's really hard. I really do like Alexia. I like her. I like her when she doesn't engage in the, in the delusion with Marisol. Honestly, like most times, I really do enjoy her. Even even in her fight with Nicole or not Nicole with Lisa, I like am on her side. I understand her point of view more than Lisa's. But right here, I'm just like, girl, this you you're wrong, girl. You're wrong. That's one. She's very Teresa Judice in that sense. She can never admit that she's wrong. She only sees her like viewpoint on things, and anybody else that is against her is like against her. Yeah, it's cr- she's she's crazy. <laughs> um, but as I mentioned, Lisa shows up a couple hours late to the party, and she walks in where they're already all seated uh, for the lunch or whatever, and she immediately like she has a chip on her shoulder. She's ready to go after Alexia. She's still upset with Alexia for the car comment. And um, she comes in, she sits down and she just immediately, you know, starts in with Alexia. And Alexia, she's like a, she should be like in the Senate or in Congress or something. She just knows how to talk and talk and talk and fill time and like control an argument (laughs) because she's just going on and on and on. Eventually, Lisa's like, let me talk. And Lisa doesn't have... And again, it's like, if Lenny didn't do what Lenny did, Lisa would probably be one of my least favorite housewives. <laughs> like, she is so delusional. And like, it, it, I mean, they all are. But Obnoxious like, and obnoxious. bratty. And like... Yes. Yes. If Lenny wasn't such a horrible villain and a horrible ex-husband we would be seeing Lisa in a different way. And I like, I didn't like Lisa pre, you know, no, her first there was nothing likable about her. Yeah. She was com- a complete brat. So Linny really did her a favor in the likability department, but it's starting to fade away. Maybe more so because Linny's not on the show anymore. So we're seeing more of just Lisa just being awful. <laughs> awful um, and annoying and not letting go of Lenny and like, just unpalatable. Yeah. What do you think of this? Do you do you feel like Alexia was being trying to be friendly and like a girl's girl in the moment of of you know saying like you shouldn't be driving Lenny's car? Or did you think she was being judgmental or hypocritical? No, I think I mean, listen, I think there's always like an undertone of judgment with Alexia, but like for the most part, I think she really was just being like, you need to like you seem to be obsessed with Lenny. Like you need to break away from him. You need to build a life outside of him stop attaching yourself to him because the more you attach yourself to him, the more you give him leverage in this divorce and the more he like has control over your life. Like he's paying half your rent. You're using his car. Like it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't sit well, especially when you're like, oh my God, Lenny keeps making my life so horrible. Then it's like, why can't you let him go? Yeah. Yeah. It's wild that she doesn't, she just takes everything as an attack. And I felt like when they were in Palm Beach, the women were being like what how Julia brought it up was the wrong way about like the kids and stuff. But for the most part, I felt like they were genuine and wanting to see better for for Lisa. 
and trying to help her through it. What they really just need to tell her is you need a therapist. <laughs> like you need you need a therapist. And it seems like in the preview for the, this upcoming episode, her and Jody see somebody together. But Lisa needs to go by herself. She needs to be in therapy two, three times a week. And she needs to let all that shit out to the therapist and not bring it into her real life. Yeah, because she does she does not need to be in couples counseling with Jody right now. Like she needs to work on herself, get herself healthy, and then when she's in a better place to be more present in her relationship, then they can consider going to couples therapy. But like I just I don't know. She the more we see of Lisa, the less and less I like her and the more I'm just like, "You know what, Lenny, drag her." <laughs> It's true. It's real. And it's so unfortunate. And it truly is. I honestly think it is because Lenny's not on, like, we don't see him. So we're only here. And we know he's gross. We know he's awful. We don't like Katharina, whatever. But like, we're just seeing her and it's just, she does not look good. So we see Gertie sitting at this table and she, we're starting to see her like get visibly, like, more upset, more upset. And it even kind of annoyed me about Nicole too when she arrived and she hugged Gertie and she was like, oh, you're like, you got your surgery. How are you? And Gertie's like, oh, you know, like, and then Lisa was like, okay, like she kind of like was like ready to like pounce. Like it was just like, it didn't seem like a genuine, like, how are you? It was like just surface level. I didn't really appreciate that. But Gertie sitting at the table, you could tell she's just not engaged and there and getting noticeably irritable with the bullshit going on. Because Alexia... Alexia it's and Lisa. Dumb. They're, and their arguments dumb. are dumb. And they're just yelling over each other. They're not productive. No one's listening to anybody. It's just stupid. And eventually Gertie's like, I gotta go. I'm I'm leaving. And Marisol tries to break Alexia and Lisa up. They're still yelling at one another. And, and Gertie just snaps and she's like, guys, you know what? I'm not okay. I'm not fine. I lied. I still have to get another surgery. All of everything that you guys are talking about is fucking stupid. I gotta go. And at that moment, I feel like most of the women, I feel like everyone except for Lisa, understood. (laughs) And was like, put things in perspective for them of like, why are we fighting over something so dumb when like this woman is literally fighting for her life and has greater things going on? Um, And everyone gets up from the table except for Kiki and Lisa and walk Gertie out, you know, and Gertie's, you know, telling them, you guys, like, this is so trivial. Like, we're fighting over, she said this, she, like, semantics, like, we all, like, no one's out to get one another. Like, we all care about each other. Like, why are we going through all of this? And I really, uh, you know, I started to cry and it made me emotional and it was just like, I don't, I don't know if appreciates the wrong word but it was, it was, I'm, I'm grateful they rallied around her in that moment. Um, and it was refreshing, I guess, to kind of see them like for that brief moment, put the bullshit aside and, and just be, be with her and like hear her out and agree, put their guards down. And and just hold space for her because that's really all she needs right now is for people to just rally around her, support her, and just be there for whatever she needs and to not add more stress into her life. And that's really what that whole lunch, which was more of just like a, a marketplace product placement bullshit, 
that Marisol put <laughs> together to promote all these brands that, which I think Adriana even said, she's like, you know, the best way to be friends is to buy them with your PR contacts. Yeah. And that's what she was doing. Um, but yeah, I, I'm glad that they eventually like came to their senses and were able to be there for Gertie. Yeah. And then, you know what? It was kind of interesting. And I, I feel like we see a falling out between Lisa and Kiki later in the season. But when Kiki and Lisa were at the table together, when all the women were walking Gertie out, Kiki made a comment about like, yeah, it is great. Like everyone's fighting over these dumb things. Like we all have things going on in our lives. Like I have stuff going on back home or something like that to where it makes me think like maybe Kiki's at this point with the women and Lisa specifically of like, all I'm hearing is your bullshit and you dumping on me about Lenny and and all of this. And you don't take one second to ask what's going on with me. And I feel like that might be something that permeates um, throughout the rest of the season between Lisa and Kiki. Did you catch that? Yeah, I started to pick up on that too. I mean, I just, I, I feel like we're going to hear these same sort of fights continue on all throughout the rest of the season. Lisa and Alexia, uh, I mean, I do want Marisol and... Well, do we want Marisol and Alexia to fight with Adriana? Like, we've seen that fight drag out so many times. I do want them to leave Nicole alone. I want them to leave Nicole alone. And like, yeah, we don't need to see them have venom towards Adriana anymore. But I do want them to leave Nicole alone and just be like, yeah, you know what? We were crazy and stupid for thinking like we should have known better. But that's not going to happen. And maybe at the reunion, but doubt it. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so the episode ends with Gertie getting in the car, um, and the woman like rallying around her. This upcoming episode, um, it seems like they kind Adriana, you know, and even at the lunch, Adriana was like, Yeah, like you said this stuff about Lisa, like I know like Anna knows stuff about your husband, but it seems like Alexia is starting to get that piece of the puzzle starting to click for her in this upcoming episode. As I mentioned, Jody and Lisa go to therapy. Um Larsa talks about her eggs being frozen. So oh, she had four like fourteen eggs that she eleven or four eleven. Mm-hmm. Eleven eggs. So um we might have some little Pippin Jordans running around. Who knows? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? 
you take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. That was Miami. And then let's jump over to Southern Charm, part one reunion. Um, They all looked great. They did. Shep was probably my least favorite look just because the belt didn't really do it for me. And oh, it was the, the belt? The fit wasn't really there. <laughs> but like Austin looked incredible. Uh, JT looked like JT. Craig looked nice. Um, Olivia looked great. Leva looked great. Vanita looked like everyone really came to, they all looked to great. show up. I will say like, maybe this is because the bar is pretty low for him typically, but I thought Shep was probably the best... Uh, kept man on the set. He looked no. really good for like he, no. looked, he looked good compared to other standards, like to to what he normally compared he normally to is. his own standards. Yes, yes. yes but he looked Austin good. looked the best on that set. I can't like With I the can't velvet red blazer. You know what Austin is to me now? It's like what what Juan Dixon is to me now. Like I used to think Juan was attractive and cute, but like. After all this bullshit with Robin, how he's treating her this season, like Juan is not it. Juan's a two. Like, because of Austin's like fuckboyisms and stuff, it's real. Like, I never thought he was that attractive to begin with, but it's like his stock has gone down even further because of just like who he is as a person. Yeah. I can't. Uh, <laughs> but the reunion was good. Um, some of the takeaways was Shep's drinking. Um, so I can't remember who told me this story at BravoCon, but Shep was really off the rails at BravoCon. Um, he was very drunk the whole weekend and to from how he described it, blackout. Um, I interviewed Shep, Craig, and um, Austin. I believe it was day one on the BravoCon red carpet. And it was really weird, I will have to say. Um, and I could feel that Shep and Craig, or Craig and Austin were a little bit irritable with Shep and just kind of, and it was just like a, and specifically Austin and Shep's dynamic was a little strange. And it was just, it was, it was, it was a little bit uncomfortable. It was a weird interview to like get through. Um, so, and then I've heard stuff about like Shep having to be kicked out of a casino um, at like a blackjack table while he was there over the weekend. Just like a lot of stuff. So when he, you know, took time to talk about his drinking and the path that he's going down, I, like Madison, thought he was going to say he was about to enter into rehab. But I also... but. What what was his resolution? Like I There wasn't he, one. Like, he just said I stopped <laughs> drinking liquor and now I'm only drinking beer. And it's like but like you clearly have a drinking problem. It's not what you're drinking, it's the quantity of how much you are drinking that is exceeding what you should be drinking. 
Yeah, I'm like was sitting there and I'm just like, oh, like he's really taking accountability. He's about to change his life. I thought maybe he'd even say like, I can't do the show anymore because it's just not good for me. I just thought something. And then it was just like, he was just saying a bunch of words with no resolution. It was really weird. Yeah, I didn't get, I didn't get the point of it. It was just like, <laughs> you know, I one. made a complete, he's like, I was so black out and I made a complete asshole of myself at BravoCon. It's like, okay. And I just realized that like, I have an issue. Got it. Anything and? else? No. Yes, and. Oh, yeah, yes, and. And there was no, there was nothing with the and. Like, it was just that that was it. And it was like, okay. And then Craig and, and Austin are just like, we're at, we're at our end with you. We're at the cliff. We can't go any further. And Shep's just like, oh, man. It's like, okay, they're trying to tell you you need to get help. And he's yeah. like, well, you know, I stopped drinking liquor. And now I only drink beer. And Craig's like, I've heard this before. And then we find out that Craig's sort of sober. Yeah, I saw, he said at the reunion and I saw a recent interview with him where he's, he reiterated it. He he doesn't drink as much, which is good for him. I mean, he looks great. Um, and you could kind of tell, like, <laughs> what was that shoulder shrug? Because, <laughs> like, you get a glow up when you stop drinking. Yeah, you do. Um, so, yeah, he, he, he does. He looks great. But, so that happened with Shep. Um, JT off the bat was ready for a fuckboy exorcism. Ugh, he just needed to tone it down, but he came in a little too hot and a little I too loved hot, it. which I like, but like, let's ease into it where he was like, I'm ready for a fuckboy exorcism. And Andy's like, okay, we'll get to that. Like, can you tone it down? <laughs> I was into it. I thought, you know, I thought it was, I like anything like that would challenge uh, Austin because none of the men, no other man will do it on that set. Like, JT's the only one that'll give him pushback. And when the women do it, Austin, you know, his true misogyny comes out and he calls them crazy or bored or whatever, so. I was a little surprised that we had Vanita and Leva at the entire reunion, though, considering they weren't really a part of the show this season. I wasn't surprised by Vanita because I, you know, I thought she was kind of... I see Vanita more as a cast member than Leva. To me, Leva... I don't get why she's a full-time cast member. But, like, we don't really see Vanita or Leva. Like, they're around, but they're more, like, friend of. Vanita went on the cast trip. She went to Jamaica. Yeah. Leva didn't. Vanita... Yeah, that's true. She, you know, like, she hosted... a li- Like, she was there for Olivia through... Like, she did things with Madison. She's hosted events. Like, I, Vanita, I see there, like... They're bringing in the two other guys, um, Rod and Rodrigo, for part time. Like to me, that's Leva. Like you know, I, I could I do didn't without understand. both of them. They I could do without both of them. Leva, I enjoy, but she has. We could have had her seat. in for like, yeah, we could have had her in for like a segment, but she didn't need to be there for the whole time. No, and she did. Well, I will say, she did provide some tea. So she did earn her seat on that on that sofa when she called out Taylor for her text exchanges with Whitney, the sexting exchanges. So that comes up and Taylor is really trying to minimize what it was. Um, it was a joke. Ha it was ha, a joke. laugh, funny. <laughs> and, you know, it was just one photo. It was just this. And Love was like, no, I saw, I saw the full exchange. Like you were basically telling him that you wanted him to like come to Nashville like and Taylor like and you know it was true based off of Taylor's blank reaction of like, uh, and not uh, having uh, any yeah 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 um 
And again, it's still weird to me how Shep will take accountability for... Ta- like, And Andy and everyone else had to get on him of like this... She's a grown woman. I think Craig said she's 30 years old. Like, we can't keep saying... Like, we're talking about her as if she's a child. She's 30 years old making these really calculated and dumb decisions. Um it's her responsibility. It's her... Like, she has to take accountability for these things. You can't take ownership for her actions of sexting your friend, Whitney. It's gross. Um, And so, yeah, so that happens. And then we start to kind of get into Olivia and Austin and Taylor slightly. Um, It gets brought up a little bit. Olivia's kind of going in on Taylor and just not liking her and where sh- where they stand and whatnot. And Taylor makes a slide comment of forgive as you would want to be forgiven. No one really knew what that meant at that moment. Everyone kind of looked confused. Did you understand it? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I feel like... like uh... It's like the golden rule. Do unto others as you would want done unto you. Like, I kind of got that. Like, if you ever at some point want forgiveness or grace, then you need to be willing to give people that same level of forgiveness and grace. So I took it as more of a blanket statement. Everyone else seemed to have read into it a little more. And that's when I was a little like, oh, there's more to this. Yes, I took it as a blanket statement too. But everyone did seem like really puzzled of like, well, wait, what are you trying to say? And Olivia immediately was like, Go ahead. I know what you're trying to do. Go ahead, do it. I want to see I want to see how you could you know, weave this through. Um and Andy's like, "Wait, is there something we don't know?" And in that moment, Taylor reveals that Olivia has no leg to stand on according to her because she slept with Thomas. And I love the Ravenel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, the Thomas Ravenel and just, apples and oranges. Apples, apples and oranges. And oranges completely. Like even the people that I saw on Twitter calling Olivia a hypocrite, I was like, no. Oh, I didn't like, see that. These are two completely different scenarios that completely. like are nothing uh, are nothing alike. So let's run through it because. Yes, I 100% agree with you. These two things are not the same. Um, Olivia explains that when she was 20 years old, she was drunk. It was right after college. And she was home or whatever and slept with Thomas on one drunken night. She regretted it. I think a lot of us have been there as 20-year-olds that have maybe, you know, not wanted to be with somebody. And we ended up and we're like, what the fuck did we just do? That's how she felt in that moment. And then, I guess, I and I remember this, last season at the reunion, I thought it was weird. Madison threw out that Olivia hooked up with Thomas. And Olivia denied it on the spot. She's like, what are you talking about? He's like a family friend. And Taylor jumped into Olivia's defense and was like, that's ridiculous. Then, Olivia, you know, thanks, girl, for having my back. But I got to be honest with you, that did happen. I was completely embarrassed by it. I hated that it happened. For context, where Taylor thinks this is a little too similar and like where Olivia is being, you know, hypocritical is because now, now, 
Olivia and Catherine are friends. Now they are. Olivia did not know Thomas when she was 20 years old, drunk that night that she hooked up with, or she did not know Catherine when she hooked up with Thomas. She did not know him, her, excuse me. And they had no friendship. They had no relationship. They were not friendly with one another. She hooked up with Thomas. Several years later, she's on the show. I believe her friendship with Catherine started from the show. Not before the show, started from the show. So for Taylor to be like, you did the exact same thing to Catherine, not true. They weren't friends when she hooked up with Thomas. Maybe she didn't tell Catherine that she hooked up with her ex, but like, would you want to? Like, if it's something you're embarrassed by that you want to take to your grave, should she have told Catherine? I think she should have told Catherine. Um, okay. But again, I'm just a, the type of person that's like an over-communicator. Let's talk about everything. I want to be very clear with anything. I don't want any gotcha moments coming out down the line. You know, I fucked your man and it was great, but I wouldn't do it again. You know, like just be upfront. Or I fucked your man. It was the worst night of my life. I'm so embarrassed. I'm mortified. Please don't hate me. <laughs> I think that I mean, would yeah, be that's, more that's an alternative. Yeah, that's an alternative <laughs> as well. Uh, <laughs> but yes, so... Did so when did Catherine find this information out? That wasn't clear in the reunion. I honestly think Catherine found this information out probably right after the reunion tape. Yeah. And maybe Olivia then told Olivia her had like this to is tell her, yeah. I think she probably gave her that courtesy. I don't think Catherine found out while watching the reunion like we all did. I think she I think Olivia probably was like, "Okay, let me tell Catherine now because this is going to well, come yeah, out." Yeah, Catherine came out on social media supporting Olivia. Yes. So, another thing. Like Catherine's not mad at this. Taylor, like... Because again, it, was... it happened so long ago. It was before they were friends. It had nothing to do with their friendship. Whereas Taylor was friends with Olivia, was coaching her through the breakup, was also friends with Austin, who is the ex. Like, it was so much deeper on Taylor's level than it was at all when Olivia was 20 years old and hooked up with some 50-year-old grandpa. Like, come on, get over it. Such a level of betrayal and even more so with this of you are trying to do anything to save your ass, to make yourself look good in this moment, to try to redeem yourself. And you will go as far as to bring up something that I told you in private, that I told you I was embarrassed about, to try to like vindicate yourself, to try to make yourself look good in this when it only made you look worse. And everyone on that couch was like, oh no, Taylor, like, no, no. This is not the sleigh you think it is. Uh, she really think, thought that it was, though. Like, she, she really, really thought she thought, was going to come up with it. She thought she was going to say that and everyone was going to be like, Olivia, how dare you, Olivia? You hypocrite. Like, you hypocrite, Olivia. Like, no, everyone's like, ah, Taylor, that's not it. You missed the mark, girl. Um, A lot of what I've been seeing on the internet, and I'm curious your thoughts, is that Reality TV maybe just isn't for Taylor. It's making her a a, a bad Christian. <laughs> like I mean, listen, it's she very... came on the show and she was this nice, sweet girl. And now that she's engulfed in this like reality TV venom, like maybe she shouldn't be in this. 
yeah, uh, Taylor and Rachel Levis are two of this two of a kind. They're not made for reality television. It has only encouraged them to become terrible people that just don't know how to take accountability or apologize. I mean, I re- I want to get into Taylor repeatedly saying on the show, I have no regrets about my hookup with Austin. Like, I want to get into that. And I was pissed that they try to bring up the trying to say that Madison and Leva were slut-shaming Taylor for sending those text messages to Whitney. Yes, I, that upset me too. And I wish that they would have gone into more detail about that because I, I think Vanita cleared it up. It's not that um, we're anti-nude photos. It's we're anti-sending nude photos to your ex-boyfriend's friend. friend like, that's yeah. weird. That's wrong. You shouldn't be doing it. It's, it's whom she sent the photos to. And I was a little bit... Maybe they talked about it and they cut it out. But the double standard of how Madison has been treated in this group for doing things... I don't want to say similarly, but like... like If Madison would have done what Taylor's been doing this entire season, the way the men would have come after her and like just slut-shamed her and called her crazy and all this stuff... And the way in which they're handling Taylor with such kid gloves. And not to say like she deserves to be battered or whatever, but I just think like they need to really look at these men's bias of like why you're able to be so cruel and mean to someone like Madison, but so gentle and delicate with Taylor. Who's way worse, by the way. At least Madison's like, listen, I own who I am, but like I can also be better. And Taylor is just like no accountability, zero fucks, and just, like, continues to make poor decisions. Yeah, I agree. So, at the end of this part, they said, part two, they didn't say in the conclusion. So, is do you think this is a three-part reunion or a two-parter? I don't think we... Well, I mean, I would... It, probably a three-part, because we still have to bring out Rodrigo and Rod. We still have to get more into the Olivia versus Taylor of it all. Um, I assume Austin's going to be put into the hot seat a bit more. So, I... There's more to come. What do you hope to get out of this next one or potentially two parts? Like, what more do you want from from this reunion? I want... I mean, I kind of want Olivia to, like, really go into Taylor. Like, I think Taylor actually... Like, I'm not all for, like, the bashing of it all. But, like, at the same time, it's like, I want somebody to knock some sense into her. And for her to really be, like okay, I need to, like, really just take some accountability and eat shit for a minute. Like, listen, when Kristen Doty was over there banging jacks, like, at some point, she had to buckle down and be like, listen, I just have to take my beating. Stassi hit me again, and, like, let's just move on from this because, like, I fucked up, and I just have to own it and just move forward from this. And we get no humility in that. Like, that's what... Like, we need to go back to the days of Bravo where we, you know, were able to eat some humble pie because, like, Rachel and... um Taylor, like, neither of them, they're, like, chronic victims in all of this, and they want to point the fingers at everybody else, and I'm just like, no, you guys made mistakes, and Taylor needs to just own up to it, and her even coming in, like, here's me wearing my scarlet letter, and I'm just like, oh, God. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I really do want to see Olivia take up for herself. I feel like she was starting to towards the end of the season, um, but I, I really, and to your point also of calling Taylor out on all the times in which she said she doesn't regret anything, um, that their relationship wasn't even real stuff like that. Like I'm, I want her to pull all of that out and to really like go into it. And I also want her to have the same venom towards Austin. Um, 
and see him get held accountable for it as well. I'm tired of yeah, seeing him. Yeah, he's kind of skirting around hiding behind Taylor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I'm curious, you know, to get a little bit more into the cover up of it all as well. Um, how or why they thought they should or could get away with it. Um, and also curious about the state of Shep and, and, uh, Austin's relationship too. It seems like the, whatever happened at BravoCon, Austin was kind of through with it, but Shep, you know, Austin did do a shitty thing to a friend as well. So I, I don't know the details of what happened at BravoCon, but I wouldn't be able to trust Austin if I were Shep in a friendship. Is it weird that I kind of want Shep and Taylor to end up together? No, you know what? I was thinking that. I feel like <laughs> on my drive-in today, I was like, they should just quit the show and... I feel like if they quit the show, they could be together. <laughs> they actually love each other. Like you can yeah. tell when he was talking about struggling with his drinking, you see her get emotional and choked up because she cares about him. And you can tell his drinking was clearly an issue with their relationship. And I think had he not been drinking, he probably wouldn't have cheated on her. Like I think the drinking is what really kind of allows him to just do stupid shit. And him saying that if it weren't for the show, we probably would be married. I want them to be together. I was like, oh, wow. Like, this is... Like, you guys just quit the show so you can live a happy life. The most toxic couple ever. I just want them to end up together. Yeah, I wouldn't... Like, it wouldn't surprise me and I wouldn't be mad at it if... But they can't do it in front of the television. Like, they can't do it in front of the cameras. No, the the cameras just continue to, like, ruin it. That, like, I just... I want to believe in love, Chelsea. Well, I wouldn't put my money on them, but you <laughs> could find someone else to believe in. <laughs> um, well, guys, next week we will continue to cover Miami and Southern Charm. Um, and don't forget to catch Rachel, Jody, and Callie on Friday's episode as they cover Salt Lake, Potomac, and Beverly Hills. And we have Vanderpump Rules coming up as well in a couple of weeks. Uh, just Bravo continues to to feed us, to, to keep us busy. Content plate is always full. Um, all right, Zach. Well, we will catch up next week and we'll talk to you guys all later. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.